Hello, and welcome to another episode of Norboard's Builder Insights Podcast. Builder Insights is your best source of information on new building techniques, materials, tools, and codes. Keep up to date with the latest developments as well as tips and tricks that will save you time and money on the job site. And now, Builder Insights. The following podcast is part of a series recorded live at the 2017 International Builders Show in Orlando. Listen to industry experts, fellow builders, and association members as they share their perspective on current trends and the struggles they face in the industry. They also share resources for framers and builders to help them save money and time. We hope you find these short conversations beneficial and that you like, share, and subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. Today we are talking with Marion McGrath. Vice President of Jonathan McGrath Construction, to discuss the challenges facing builders and remodelers in the Florida market. Marion, before we get started, if, if you could introduce yourself to our audience, share with us how you started your career and how you ended up working for Jonathan McGrath Construction. I started my career about 40 years ago, a long time, mainly in the marketing arena, been in the financial planning end of marketing and insurance. That's that's my true background. I was there for a good 20 years. My husband owned a remodeling company and convinced me to come over and work with him. Fortunately, we have totally different talents. <laughs> he is a builder, designer, very talented uh, remodeler, mm -hmm. and I have a lot of marketing and financial and administration expertise on my side. The biggest reason I moved over is I was in insurance for so many years, which is an intangible. Mm -hmm. Can't touch it, feel it. It's important, but yep. you can't touch it and feel it. And I was just you're missing that, missing that, yep. and seeing something built, seeing a tangible was just. It, I fell in love with it, and I joined him, became a real estate agent, mm -hmm. and do the marketing, real estate, and that side of the business, and love it. Absolutely Fantastic. love it. Never look back. So, you, so you're running the, the marketing side of his business now? Yes, I am. Fantastic. Can you tell us a little bit about your company? Yes. We have been in Orlando. Uh, we are a residential remodeling company. We specialize in residential remodeling. We've done commercial. Mm -hmm. We've built new homes. But we specialize in residential remodeling and have since 2000, or, excuse me, 1984, back when Orlando was mainly new construction. And you didn't really know a whole lot about remodeling. Jack came from the New England area, mm -hmm. did a lot of historic homes, had a lot wow. of remodeling experience, and came down to this area to get out of the cold. Right. And <laughs> specialized in, you know, he did what he had to do to make a living, but built his reputation and his expertise and pretty much known as a... He has a very good reputation as a very uh, experienced residential remodeler. We do a lot of high-end whole house renovations, additions, mm -hmm. structural type uh, renovations, kitchens and baths, that type of thing. Do you do any work with high wind? Not so much in our area. Okay. We certainly have to, uh, we have the codes here and we do the hurricane straps and all that. Your product is awesome um, for us. It's more, we definitely do have a lot of things that we have to do more so than a lot of other states. Yes. But not so much like the coastal areas. I see. Because okay. we're more inland right. here in Orlando. Okay. 
So during the recession, can you tell us a bit about the challenges you faced during that time and any steps you took to deal with those circumstances and kept the company moving forward? It was difficult because there was so little work for everyone mm -hmm. and the all of pretty much everybody started to do the remodeling because that's really all that was going on. Kitchens there was baths. no new building. There happening. was no new building. There right. really was very little. Yeah. And so it went from, you know, you had this expertise and you were sought out to you had, oh, I could get 10 people to talk to me now. Mm -hmm. And they didn't really care about your expertise. I mean, it, that's how it started. Mm -hmm. But we have been in business so long that we're very fortunate. We have a very terrific past client base mm -hmm. that continues to come back. Right. And we relied on that and we did a lot of marketing towards our past clients and basically said, whatever you want, we're here. You want a doorknob, we'll put it on for you. And they know that. And to yeah. this day, we will do that for our past clients. And that is really what helped us tremendously is our past client base. And Did you see a lot of your competition sort of go out of business? Yes, I did. did. It was yeah. very sad some people that were in business a very long time that were very good at what they did mm -hmm. it took a toll on uh, many people people that don't normally succumb to the down times they usually right. know how to get around it it yeah. was the most in the 32 years of our business the most difficult that we've been through right and uh, we're very happy that we survived it good. well we're happy too <laughs> <laughs> thank you so did your company ever do commercial construction or new home construction yes. as well as it, uh, renovations? Yes, we've done a lot of commercial in the past. Uh, we've done new homes. We build new homes. We're looking to build a new home for a past client. Mm -hmm. Basically, we have such a good past client base mm -hmm. that to we while we market towards renovations, mm -hmm. residential renovations, if our past clients have a business and mm -hmm. they want commercial construction done or they yeah. want a new home, we will do that. Okay. We don't necessarily market for it, but we do it. So, so. You're, you're following their stages of life as well, and when they need to have things done, whether it's residential renovations or a, a brand new house or whatever well, they want, yeah. and they respect us, and they, you know, we've done five, six projects for many of our clients over the years, and uh, we fortunately had that respect level that they they respect us, they appreciate us. Yeah. And as, as long as we can do it, sure, yeah, we yeah. do. But, however, we do specialize in residential renovation. That is really what we... That's your core. That's our core yeah. business, yeah. Okay. As the Florida new home construction market returned, did, did you have any challenges in the renovation market? Actually, no. It was, it was awesome because they went back to the new builds and the new production, or the new homes, mm -hmm. and then it went back to where the homeowners couldn't get as many free quotes mm -hmm. and as many people to come out. And they also found out during that time that a lot of the people really didn't understand the remodeling market. It's difficult. It's mm -hmm. not, you need more supervision, there's more skill level. Mm -hmm. And they realized that not just anybody, and when I say they, I mean a lot of the builders, yes. realized that remodeling is not just paint and carpet. There's, <laughs> it's a serious skill level there they didn't really want anything to do with the remodeling industry and frankly we've been fortunate where a lot of builders that we know that do new custom homes mm -hmm. 
production yeah. don't really want anything to do with it and oh, wow. will so they're outsourced to you it's outsourced to us oh, as wow. well which is nice not yeah. all no, no, a lot, obviously a lot are getting into remodeling but they respect it more right and if anything at least i believe the remodelers get more respect today because the new builders the people no disrespect to them at all but they understand that there's a difference true yes. difference so it actually is much better for us now Wow. with them out of there. Yeah, there's more competition. Any of them stay. Yeah. Remodeling is on the upswing. It's, it's, yeah. it's here to stay. Yeah. But it was slow and steady for, uh, for the longest time. And because you had the reputation, yeah. people were calling, back, calling you back. Yes. Yeah, I understand. And uh, that's the best part. If you had a new product that would save you time and or material but required a modification to the engineer's specs, how would you approach having it changed? Well, we do it all the time. Jack works very well with engineers. There's a great respect level there because he respects their abilities and they respect his. Mm -hmm. Jack will put together a lot of good information, all the information that is needed and possible. Go to that engineer and say, here's what I need to do. I need your expertise on how, you know, what modifications I need. Mm -hmm. But he does his homework. He puts a little presentation together and brings it to them. And many times he brings them his ideas and thoughts and they go with it. Wow. Which is nice. Yeah. But he just does his homework and he makes right. sure that, because with remodeling, we're always doing something new. Sure. Yeah. I mean, so there's always a different way. We get jobs many times when somebody tells us, well, everybody says we can't do this. Right. And you find a way. And we find a way. <laughs> so good. we love working with engineers because yeah. they'll help us find that way. Fantastic. I actually skipped over a question, so I'm going to step back to uh, the previous question. What issues currently face builders or renovators today, uh, and how do you navigate through them? So, i.e. labor and you know, supply of lots, codes, structural energy, trade shortages, material shortages, that kind of stuff. How, do you, how are you managing that? Regarding the labor shortage, that's yes, a biggie. That's a big one, right? Uh, we are fortunate. We are very loyal to our trades. Mm -hmm. We, we work with our trades some many years, and we work very well together. They're a team. We're yes. all team members. And even with the downturn, and even when we got busy, they still were important to them. They don't say, oh, we're busy now, see ya. They appreciated right. the fact that we kept them alive. And so we put that team together, and we keep that team together. Not that we don't bring new members in. We do all yes. the time. We're always looking so because of that, that's helped us a lot. Right. And we're always looking for good labor. We'll, we'll go to the lumber yards. We'll ask for their opinions or paint, yeah. uh, paint shops and that type of thing. Uh, word of mouth. Our uh, home builders associations, mm -hmm. you know, we know people. And energy codes are a problem for remodelers today. Yeah. What kind of problems are you having? If you put an addition on a home... You know, obviously you do your energy calcs, and there's certainly a lot you do when you put an addition on. But now they're basically saying, okay, we're going, depending on how big the addition is and how much work you do, you get into that percentage. When you get over a certain percentage, then the building departments will say, hey, we want you to bring this house up to code mm -hmm. energy-wise. And sometimes there's a serious challenges there where it becomes so cost prohibitive. Mm -hmm. that we lose the job. I see. So, you know, there's a... So does the consumer uh, end up 
sort of uh, waiting or, or they change well, the... what happens is they sometimes want to do the job and they'll find something to do without a permit. Uh, and we never do anything without a permit. Right. So it's kind of a, a balancing act. You know, sure. we, we just, we let them know it's important, but, you know, that's why it's so important to be part of an, uh, your building association mm -hmm. because... You know, there comes a time that we still have to make a living. Yes. And, you know, they, these we have to work together. Sure. And sometimes it gets so stringent that you end up losing jobs and people don't want to pull permits. So mm. those are some of the issues that we're working through. Okay. It sounds like you have a handle on most of them. <laughs> well, you know, we, we try. We, it's a, it's, we work hard every day. So you've talked about the HBA quite a bit, and even before our, the podcast we were talking about it. So why should a builder join their local HBA? Every builder, anybody that's in the construction industry, whether you're a builder, whether you're a trade, a supplier, a, anybody that makes their living in the construction industry should absolutely be part of your trade association for a thousand reasons. Okay. Number one reason, because we need our watchdogs our allies to mm -hmm. keep things moving so we can keep building so that you know they don't come up with these crazy codes and we can work through them mm -hmm. i'm not we have to have a balance yes i'm not saying that we shouldn't have uh, rules and regulations and codes but there has to be intelligence there on our side working mm -hmm. with their side saying what works what doesn't work and without a strong association we would be in a world of hurt. Right. And to me, that's the most important thing of the association. And then... They help you with lobbying and... and, and lobbying and, and keeping us in business and... Networking, I would imagine, Networking as well. is fabulous. Mm -hmm. There are so many educational... This show, for yeah. instance, yeah. being able to come to a show like this and some of these great programs that they put on mm -hmm. and the classes... The tw Builder 20 groups, mm -hmm. we've been, uh, we joined a Builder 20 group, a remodeler 20 that? group. It's a group of people that the NEHB put together, a group mm -hmm. of builders. Mm -hmm. They do builders and they do remodelers. Mm -hmm. And they, that have very, the same interests, they do the same type of jobs. Yes. But you do it in different regions. Okay. Well, we, we're obviously out of Orlando. Yes. We've been in a group for 16 years. We, we have people that are out of New York, Pennsylvania, Washington, Denver, all those areas. You get together and twice a year, mm -hmm. and we show our, you know, we basically get together and talk about how we run our businesses and we help each other. Mm -hmm. You can't get that in a class anywhere. You can't, right. we share anything. And if you want my, my contract, my marketing plan, anything, I would give that to anybody in that group, and they would give it to me. Mm -hmm. I could call them at any time and talk to them about a specific problem. It's like we have our own little board of directors. Right. The best thing that ever happened to our company. And you, we, So you highly recommend joining your local HBA. Well, <laughs> best, best thing we ever did, and there's a million other reasons why you should. Good stuff. As a woman in a senior management role of a leading home renovation company in the Orlando market, and former president of the Orlando HBA. Are, are there any particular challenges you faced, <laughs> and how did you overcome them? <laughs> well, it is typically a man I shouldn't say it's typically a man -driven. There's a lot of women in construction, a lot mm -hmm. of women builders. It's different today. Mm -hmm. I've been with our building association about 17, 18 years now, mm -hmm. 
and I've seen the changes, and yeah. they're good changes. But you know, you you get involved. Mm-hmm. Don't go join your association and just beat up on the builders and try to get business. Right. Get involved. Get join a group. Go to a remodelers council meeting, a developer council meeting, sales and marketing, whatever. Mm-hmm. Put some time in. Get involved, and you will get recognized. You will get mm-hmm. you, people will start giving you you know business and you learn so much so to, to make change you have to be the change right what, during the downturn i have to say and that was when i was the president mm-hmm. it was a very rough time mm-hmm. we'd sit around we were very fortunate when our hba the leaders prior to myself did a phenomenal job with the financials of our association and so we took a lot of time on how we're going to keep keep us alive mm-hmm. And everybody in that room shared secrets on, like, here's what we're doing, so that, you know, because times were tough. And everybody shared their secrets. And we say, you know, we were able to help our local HBA. Then we took those ideas and helped our own companies. Right. How do you get that anywhere? I mean, that that right there is the kind of stuff that people don't realize that you can get from an HBA. You can sit in a room full of people that you don't usually get to sit in a room with like right. marketing leaders, presidents of, of companies, people that you don't really shake hands with and talk to, but they're going to sit there and talk to you and give you their ideas. And you're like, I'm a sponge. I just <laughs> take it all in. And good, good place to be. It is an awesome place to be. And I have one last question. Mm-hmm. So, and, and lastly, what recommenda- recommendations would you have for young women or men that might be interested in uh, joining a construction company or trade? I know we had a brief discussion about this before the podcast. <laughs> yeah, the first comment was run. But no, <laughs> probably the best advice would be to get edge, you know, find what you love to do and be good at it. Become an expert at it. Don't be, you know, jack of all trades per se. Specialize in a few areas. Mm-hmm. Educate yourself. Become an expert so people. Su- they they uh, look for you. They look you know they're looking to find someone like you. Mm-hmm. So you're not just a commodity. You're somebody that's needed. And in this day and age, we need some people that know how to work with their hands. And mm-hmm. and uh, so that's what I would recommend. Get in there. Join your association. And get your credentials. Get lots of credentials. Does your does the your HBA support any programs for youth? We have a future builders of America. It's more more for our state. Our state does that. Okay. We need to do more of that. Right. Much more of that. Yesterday, I had a conversation with Phil Crone from the Dallas HBA, and they're they've been running a uh, a program. Well, they're starting a program actually this year on on a youth program where they go into schools and and they they bring the trades mm-hmm. in and teach the kids and see if they can get some interest, right? Drum drum up some interest. Which is really what we need to do. Yeah. Absolutely, we need to. We really seriously need to make that a priority because that's a very respectable thing. And we had that conversation before this conversation in that we need to get back to that. We need to get back to people really looking at somebody who's working with their hands and respecting their their trade and, and wanting their people to, their kids to go to a trade school and learn a trade and not think that the only thing they should do is go to college. Right. We need to get that back. We really do. Well said. Great. Thanks for coming today, Marion. Sure. Thank you. Pleasure.
That concludes this installment of Norboard's Builder Insights Podcast. You'll find more of the same great content on our blog, including show notes and links to additional information. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing, liking, and subscribing on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.